I want my players to say that that Coach Hunt was the biggest influence on my life, that I grew so much because of him. Um, you know, it's the, like I said, the championships, uh, that would be great, uh, you know, but that's a byproduct of of doing the right things every single day. And what I really want is is to make a, a lasting impact on on my players. Welcome to the Walk Like a Champion podcast, where you will learn to walk like champions who are walking like the champion, Jesus Christ. He is the undefeated and unstoppable champion. Wherever you are on your faith journey, you're invited to tune into today's conversation and take your next step. I am your host, Chad Simpson, and tonight's feature guest is the great Jamie Hunt. Jamie is in his seventh season as the associate head coach at the University of Georgia. Prior to that, Jamie spent seven years as the associate head coach at Vanderbilt. Now, Jamie is the only player in history to win the Easter Bowl doubles title in the 14s, 16s, and 18s, and he rose to as high as number two in the ITF Junior doubles rankings. Jamie was an All-American at the University of Georgia and was on the national championship teams in 2007 and 2008. Now, Jamie has such a joy and positivity about him. I can't wait for you to hear more of his story and the heart behind this elite level coach. Now we are ready. I don't wanna waste any more of your time. So let's step into episode two of the Walk Like a Champion podcast. Jamie Hunt, it's uh, so good to have you on the Walk Like a Champion podcast. Uh, Fired up to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. And so it's just been a, a journey here, uh, hearing a lot of faith-filled stories within the tennis world and just excited to to share uh, some of those. But i uh, just like to throw it to you right from the start, thinking about uh, purpose, you know, this podcast is to think about how are we walking like Christ and then obviously uh, emulating uh, great leaders like you who, who are trying to follow Christ. But just uh, what does that look like for you in your life uh, to be walking like a champion or, or following uh, Jesus? Well, uh, I mean, I think you know, we have an incredible platform as as coaches, and uh, and so just for me, uh, just understanding that you know that my players are are watching me, and so you know everything I do, I've got an opportunity to be Christ like uh, in, in my actions, and try and be Christ like, and uh, and try and just show them what uh, what being a Christian looks like, um, just through competition, through uh, how I treat my. Uh, the opposing coaches, how I treat our opponents, uh, how I treat my players, you know, uh, through the through the battle, through the, you know, the the fire. So, um, you know, to me, it's just about, um, you know, being being a champion of Christ. You know, he he wanted us to compete with with passion uh, and fire and uh, but do it in a way that, you know, that people say, wow, uh, he, he must be a Christian. Like, I, I want to learn more about about him and, and and what Jesus is doing in his life just through the way we're acting. So good. Uh, I got to see you on the court for the first time as a coach there at Nationals in, in May, and uh, I could see the energy and the passion and uh, the love of the game, the love of the people that, that you carried. So uh, big respect for that. But just take us back to, to young Jamie, um, even like Think back to maybe your first tournament win, and could you share a story of kind of how you got started playing tennis, and maybe a, a tournament that you won at a young age? Yeah, well, I mean, tennis has kind of always been in my family. My grandfather was uh, was really the best player in the family. I mean, he played at the University of Texas. 
he won NCAA doubles uh, back in the the 1940s, and he was a phenomenal uh, player. So he he got us all started. Uh, I've got an older brother that played, an older sister that played, and I just followed them around. Uh, I mean, they were eight years older and, and six years older than me, so I just followed them around to their tournaments and wanted to be like my older brother. And uh, I was carrying his bag, which was about as big as I was, and um, just kind of got started that way and and just knew from a – kind of the get-go that uh, I just had a, a love for this, a passion for this, and wanted to be out on court all day. And um, thankfully, my parents, you know, were able to provide that for me. And so I remember playing the little Mo uh, back in the in the 12s and um, was able to go all the way out to San Diego and kind of play a national tournament out there. And uh, that was kind of my first real big taste of kind of a, a national tournament and just you know, again, fell, fell even more in love with it. And, and, uh, just kind of skyrocketed from there. Mm. seems like there's, uh, there's different paths, uh, that, that young players are taking to, to reach their highest. And, uh, yeah, just curious for, for the path for you, like what, what were some coaches, uh, that really influenced you at a young age? Um, you know, what was training like for you there in, in Texas and yeah. Are there any, any players that you loved, uh, to emulate any pro players that you're copying then? Yeah, I mean, I just uh, growing up, I had Dennis Reblin uh, was was the local pro uh, at our country club. And uh, he he really kind of uh, got me started uh, technically. And, um, you know, he was a phenomenal coach. Um, you know, he was somebody that that I enjoyed. He made it fun. You know, I enjoyed coming to practice uh, every single day. And that's something that I still uh, try and do for my players today. It's like we you know, it can be such a grind. Uh, especially in, in, in college. So you want it to be fun. Uh, he made it fun for me and um, uh, he was a phenomenal coach. And from there, I went with uh, Joey Blake, um, who was just a, an outstanding player himself, played at the University of Arkansas. And I followed him to Conroe, Texas, uh, moved away from home uh, for two years in high school, my my sophomore and junior year, uh, which was, it was great for my tennis. You know, I, I think I became number one in the country at, at during those years. And, uh, and then my senior year, I moved back home, uh, and, and just to be a little bit closer to my family. So, uh, those were kind of my two main junior coaches, uh, that really just kind of got me started and, and helped me develop. That's good. That's good. And in that era, who, who were you looking up to as far as, uh, yeah, idols on the court? You know, I don't know if you remember a guy named Guillermo Coria, but he was, uh, he was a small player, but he was just, uh, an incredible, talent phenomenal backhand he just uh, would fly around the court uh it was like he could you know place the ball wherever he wanted to wouldn't miss and uh I just remember watching him from from an early age and being like wow this guy's uh this guy's a phenomenal player nice the clay court grinder love it man um yeah so and and you and I it's funny just uh Paz I I we're in the same recruiting class and so I was uh hundreds of spots behind you but just seeing names uh you know each each year not tops tops number one and um from an outside perspective looking in I'm curious how did you go from Texas then to sign with the University of Georgia well just I got lucky enough to be recruited by the greatest of all time Manny Diaz and um you know this place is is special. Uh, and when I showed up on campus, uh, for my, uh, my unofficial visit, actually, I just fell in love with it. Um, you know, it just felt like home, um, you know, such a family atmosphere here. The people are phenomenal. Uh, so I just knew kind of from, from the get go that 
this is where I'm, uh, God is calling me to be. Uh, and I'm just, I'm, I'm so thankful, uh, you know, that I chose Georgia. Yeah. Just as you mentioned, God, uh, just curious to get into the faith background. Like what, what was that like for you growing up? Uh, were you raised in a Christian home or did you find Christ later in life? Yeah, we, we grew up going to, uh, Episcopal church. Um, you know, I like going to church, um, you know, but it was, to be honest, it was just something that, that I just kind of got through, you know, I never really developed, uh, uh, a really strong relationship with Christ, uh, until I got to college and, and got connected with athletes in action. And, um, you know, was fortunate enough to go out to Colorado and do their ultimate training camp, which no was, was life-changing. Um, you know, and that was really the first kind of step for me in, in developing a stronger relationship with Christ and kind of just opening my eyes to, to how he can help us and how we need him, um, you know, through, uh, through our daily walk. So, uh, that was really the, the kind of the first, first step for me in in realizing, uh, this is, uh, this is bigger than, you know, than what I initially thought. Um, so. Yeah. That's so good. So you get plugged in with athletes in action, you go to the ultimate training camp, what were kind of those next few, uh, months or years like for you as you're trying to grow as, uh, as a young Christian. Yeah. I mean, I, I got plugged in with Athens Church here uh, in Athens and uh, just loved going there. It's a non-denominational uh, church, but uh, just phenomenal people and, and great messages every every Sunday. And um, from there, moved to Nashville, uh, lived there for seven years, You know, continued uh, going to church there. We got plugged in with a, a small group. Uh, we've, we've all kind of gone our separate ways, but we've continued to, to stay in touch. And um, you know, that's been really fun. Um, then obviously moving back to, to Athens, we got plugged back into Athens church and, uh, and that's just been remarkable for, for us as a family. I mean, not only for my wife, Kendall and I, uh, to just continue to grow our, our faith, but, but also for our kids. Um, you know, it's, they, they wake up on Sunday and they are excited to go to church. I mean, they, they're like ready to go. They want to go They're They're learning about Jesus. You know, they're, they're getting back in the car, telling us everything they learn and, I mean, we just we look at each other and we smile because it's like that's what we want for our kids is for them to to pursue Jesus and pursue a relationship because they're excited. And, uh, you know, and that's a, a credit to, to Athens Church and, and their ministry because they're um, they're doing a phenomenal job. Good stuff. And um, as you mentioned, your wife, Kendall, um, I'm just I'm just curious, um, you know, a lot of people, they see a great leader and there's going to be a, a great wife alongside. So I'm just curious from your perspective, uh, what have you seen her do do well to support you in your career and then manage manage five five kids and raise them up? Well, I mean, like all moms, I mean, she is a superwoman. I mean, it's uh, she blows me away by what she can do. She still works full time, uh, you know, and then manages a house of, of five kids is, is just remarkable. Uh, so just her. Uh, her endurance, you know, that she has every day, uh, is, is just remarkable. Um, but also like, I mean, she wakes up and, you know, she listens, she, she gets her word in and, uh, she's listening to her, her Christian podcast. And, uh, you know, I see her continue to pursue, uh, a stronger relationship with Christ and that, you know, that motivates me. Um, you know, so she's just been a, an incredible influence on, on my life, uh, but also my, you know, my relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Good man. Can you take us back just uh end of University of Georgia days to transitioning to become a coach there at Vanderbilt? What uh what drew you into coaching? 
Well, the impact that that my head coach Manny and and my associate head coach Will Glenn at the time, uh, just the impact that they had on me, uh, both as a player but uh, as a person. Uh, more importantly, they just were they were phenomenal. I mean, I think you know you get your players from eighteen to twenty two years old. It's it's arguably the 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 most transformative years of of your life. Um, you know, and they played a huge role in in helping me develop as a man. And I thought. Wow, I mean, what an opportunity to 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 be able to help young men grow and uh, and develop and uh, mature and and do it while while being a part of college tennis. I mean, what what's better than that? There's nothing. So I uh, got very got very lucky, uh, just right place, right time. Vanderbilt opened up, and and uh, Ian Duvenhag heard that I wanted a coach, and um, he took a chance on me, and um, I'm forever grateful for him because. Uh, he's not only a, a great coach, an SEC championship winning coach, but just a an even better human. And he taught me just a lot about life, a lot about the importance of of what we do. And um, and really, I think the biggest thing he taught me was just uh, the impact that we have on on our players and how we love them is is just the most important thing because uh, the amount of matches you win in a year, the championships you win, you know, that's it's going to be forgotten at some point. But it's it's how you loved your players, the impact you had on them. That's going to last forever. So uh, he he is one of the most influential people in my life. I love that perspective. And and I'm sure as you're starting out as an assistant coach, you know, you're uh, kind of, all right, what, what now? Like, how do we do this? I know tennis, but how do I grow as a leader? What were some of the top lessons that you learned there in those seven years to kind of propel you forward in your career? Well, that was one one of the biggest ones is just, you know, ultimately it's it's how we love um, our players, uh, the relationships that we build, um, you know, can can that's the starting place for all success. You know, if we don't have great relationships with our players, then it's going to be hard for them to trust us. It's going to be hard to to lead them to Christ if, if they don't if we don't have a strong relationship with them. So, um, you know, that was probably the biggest thing is just uh, the relationships that you build with your players is, is the foundation for, for everything you want to accomplish. Um, you know, but there's, there's a long list of, of things he taught me, but that's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, practically speaking, is there something that you could share one or two things that you've done either at Vanderbilt or at UGA that you are intentionally trying to build that relationship with, with your players? Just spending time with them off the court. You know, I think, um, college is is a time where these guys get so much thrown at them uh and but actually taking some some time away from the court where you can ask them you know how how are things going you know how how's how's school how, how how's your family how's your girlfriend you know how's everything going and uh you know guys tend to open up a little bit more outside the white lines um you know and then you can really you know you can really start developing those relationships and really start helping your players um outside of the court is um, that's probably the biggest thing is just, you know, uh, be intentional about making time with your players. I mean, as, as coaches were pulled in so many different directions um, yeah, I think it can be easy uh, at times to kind of get lost in, in the hustle of, of trying to get everything done and, and do everything that you think you, you need to do to be successful. But I think just slowing down and um, you know, remembering I, I need to make time for these guys outside of the court is, it's just so important. You, you hear a lot of coaches talk about just the grind of 
of coaching and, and college tennis and for you being at a high level. Um, as I've gotten a couple of texts from you, it's like you're, you're on a plane to Europe and you're, you're everywhere. And um, yeah, just just curious, how do you kind of combat that to to try to slow down and uh, find time for family, find time for church, uh, take the time off the court to be with players? But yeah, what's what's kind of your, your action plan for not succumbing to all the, the pressures, but to be able to continue to lead lead with such bright light that you do? Well, uh, honestly, I, I really don't have a great plan for that. I mean, that's to, to be honest, that's the biggest challenge that that I face is um, is slowing down uh, and just uh, finding time, um, you know, to be with be with my family. Uh, I mean, one thing I've, I've done uh, at the start of this year is I when I get home uh, at 530, I just put my phone on on airplane mode and uh, it's just on airplane mode until the kids go to bed. And uh, and then I, I check it. If anything comes in at that point, I can handle it then. But um, that's been a, a great change just because then it it allows me to to really just be present uh, with my family. And, um, you know, I think also waking up early uh, and just giving yourself a little bit of extra time in the morning before things get going, uh, whether it's, you know, in, in prayer or um, reading or just you know, just getting the word in, um, you know, that is that has been helpful. Um, it's just that extra time in the morning. I'd heard Tony Dungy, uh, talk about this as he was, a uh, offensive or defense coordinator for a couple of times preparing for, to be a head coach. Um, just, just curious for you, um, what your, what your thoughts are on, uh, preparing yourself to be a head coach one day, or if that's not even a part of your, your mindset, if you're just zoned in and, um, blooming right where you're planted. Well, I definitely want to be a head coach. Um, you know, that's what I, I feel like yeah, I was called to do. Um, you know, I've always kind of taken in the approach that if if you're not constantly trying to to learn and get better, then then you're going to get passed by. So um, I've always tried to to find uh, way new ways to learn and, and grow as a leader. And uh, there's so many good resources out there. Um, so I, I just again, it's about making time to to kind of grow and and do some reading and and you know study other other sports other coaches you know i think there's a lot to learn from uh from other coaches from other sports and um so just continuing to try and make time to to learn and and, and grow and you know better yourself who who are a few of the the coaches that that you've learned from um whether it's through reading books or from a distance like who who have you looked up to and pressed into to to learn well, it's funny that you mentioned Tony Dungy, but, um, you know, I've, I'm using uh, his um, uh, his Bible study right now. So he's uh, he's a phenomenal resource and, and somebody I, I look up to because he's, you know, he's very uh, vocal with, you know, with his with his uh, Christian walk. And um, so he's somebody I look up to. Greg Popovich, you know, growing up in San Antonio, uh, always followed the Spurs. So kind of studied him from afar and. Uh, I think our personalities are a little, are a little different, uh, but he's a phenomenal coach, uh, one of the best to ever do it. And, um, you know, he's also there. There's a famous um, article out on ESPN about him and and his relationships with his players and how he uses food to bring his players together. And I think it's just a, another great example of, you know, of how relationships, you know, are, are the foundation of, of everything you want to do, um, you know, so. I would say those two guys are are probably the the top two guys. And just curious, just as you think about your your life as a husband, a dad, a coach, just what do you want your your legacy to be when when the retirement party comes? Or um, yeah, what do you want your legacy to be? 
<laughs> well, with five kids, I don't know if I'm ever going to retire, but <laughs> no, I think the the biggest thing that that I want is I want my players to say that that Coach Hunt was the biggest influence on my life, that I grew so much because of him. Um, you know, it's the, like I said, the championships, uh, that would be great, uh, you know, but that's a byproduct of of doing the right things every single day and um, and, and going about things the right way. But um, what I really want is is to make a, a lasting impact on on my players. And, you know, I want to I want to see them at their wedding and I want to see them uh, bring their families back. And and I want to see them, you know, as a father and and just knowing that that hopefully I had a, you know, an impact on on teaching them the really the magnitude of that responsibility of, of being a father and a husband. Um, ultimately, that's that's what I want. That's really good. Just want to follow up question with that. I I really wrestled with this as a coach. I had seven years at a, at a small college just with uh, wanting to share Christ with these players, impact them. Um, but also the the scoreboard is is our wins and our losses as a coach. And that's truly how, how we're evaluated. But just curious how you kind of view that um, that perspective of like we're, we're being paid to, to win and, and put out a great product. But I also um, want to do it the right way. I want to impact uh, the players, like you mentioned. Well, I think that's got to remain our focus. I think anytime you, you get caught up in the wins and losses, then your focus is going to is, is going to be drawn away from what's important. And and as hard as it is, you know, I think we've got to continue uh, whether we're winning or losing to focus on just doing doing things the right way, treating people the right way, competing the right way and um, and, and having trust that that if we do that and uh, and we work as hard as we possibly can, the you know, the wins are going to come. And and could you just feel feel back on um, just even getting practically into into the end of the season last year? Um, what's that like for you and your heart as you have a good chance, a great team to to go out and win win it all, and then it come to an end? Uh, what's that feel like for you as a coach? Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's tough. It's um, you know, it's always tough to see a season end like that, but. You know, there's only one team that ends the season, you know, on a high. Uh, everybody else uh, is, a, you know, is is not a winner. And and you've got to find other ways to to see success, right, to have success. It, it can't just be about winning the national championship. And, and I think that's where you get back to, OK, what how, how much did we grow this year? You know, how did I impact my players this year? Did, did I lead any of my players to Christ? I mean, that would be a, that would be an incredible win right there uh even if we didn't win the national championship is am i am i positively impacting my players uh am i helping them through through their challenges you know the this is like i said this is uh this is a time in their life where they can grow the most but they're also they're being challenged so much i mean whether it's you know um, a poor test result or their girlfriend breaking up with them or a parent, uh, God forbid, getting sick uh, or dying. I mean, this is, you know, we we are, we are the most important people in their life right now uh, in a lot of ways. And so, um, you know, we got to be there for them. And, um, you know, that's, that's an opportunity to, to really impact them. I love that, Jamie. That's so good. That's so good. And um, just as we come to an end, just to, I'm curious, as you're continuing uh, your faith journey, and, and we're always learning, always growing, uh, are there any any steps that you're sensing uh, that God's kind of calling you into things that you're, you're looking to grow in here in 2024? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two areas really that I feel like God is kind of tugging in my heart 
one, my, my prayer life. Um, and I'm just starting to, to dive into um, a book called The uh, Prayer Life by Paul Miller, um, which is awesome so far. Um, you know, it was somebody that, that our pastor at Athens Church, uh, a book he recommended. So uh, really enjoying that so far. And, um, you know, I'll come back and, and share that later on when I'm done with it. But, you know, that's a that's a big part um, right now is my prayer life and, and how I can improve that. Um, second thing probably would be just continuing to, to let go and and trust God. You know, uh, our son, uh, one of our sons has epilepsy and that his, his health journey has been a tremendous challenge, uh, for us. Um, you know, and it's something we have prayed continuously about and, um, and and God has said, not yet, you know, not yet. I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer that, that prayer yet. And, um, you know, that's been a lesson in itself is that, you know, God's timing, uh, whether we understand it or, or not, uh, is, is perfect. Uh, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna answer that prayer in his time. Uh, and I've got to continue to trust that, you know, that he's got something bigger and and better, uh, in store for our son. And, um, you know, he, he promises to walk through us, walk, walk through all of the valleys with us, um, and just continuing to trust him, um, you know, with, with things that are out of our control, you know, and, and hard things, you know, our, our kids' health is, uh, it, it's really hard because you want, you want life to be perfect for them. You know, you want them to be healthy. Uh, you don't want to see them struggle. Um, so that's, that's been a challenge, but, um, you know, I'm in a, a much better place with that right now. And, um, you know, there's been a couple of verses that, that really just have, have helped me, um, you know, Proverbs three, five through six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight, uh, has just been something that I've continued to hang on to, uh, that's helped me through kind of these, you know, these challenging times with him. Thanks for sharing that. How, how long has that been going on for him? It's been over a year, uh, you know, and, and the medication hasn't worked. So that's been, a you know, we're going up in this and down in this and, we tried uh, a keto diet, uh, which hasn't worked uh, either. So it's it's a process. Um, you know, we're just continuing to uh, to navigate through it, and and we're reminding ourselves that you know we've got to you know continue believing and and always keep praying. You know, always keep praying. Good man, that's good. Well, uh, we like to end in prayer here, so I, I'd love to just pray pray for your son. And uh, is there anything else? Uh, pressing for for Georgia or for your family other than those two two things you know just continue to help me you know lead my family and and be the best father I can be and um you know be present with them and uh you know have patience you know every every day is a challenge you know it's uh, with five kids um as you know they're uh you know they they will test your patience um you know but continuing to just um show them what trying to be like Christ is like, uh, you know, through, through my parenting, um, you know, is so important. So that would be great. That's good. That's good. Well, let's pray. Father, we, uh, we love you, God. Um, thank you, God, for the work you've done in Jamie's life. Um, God, thanks for blessing him in his tennis career and giving him this platform at the university of Georgia to, to shine your light there. Uh, thanks for his heart to, to impact his players for eternity. And God, thanks for his heart, for his family. And we just pray for patience for him 
And, and we pray for his son. We pray for uh, healing and, and answers and, and medications. Um, and, and no matter the struggle that, that we all face, no matter the adversity, God, help us all uh, just to trust in you. Praise in Jesus' most powerful name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Man, I, I love this episode. Loved hearing more about Jamie's heart. Uh, really appreciate it. Just Jamie's answer to that question that I asked about how do you slow down just with the coaching grind? And I know it's tough on so many. And he mentioned putting his phone away in the evening to be present with his family and then simply rising early to just meet with the Lord to pray and read and study God's word. Now, the other thing that really stood out to me is how he really aims to prioritize sharing Christ with his players, even over the wins and the pursuit of the titles. And like he said, only one team ends the year on the high of the win. So it's really important to have a, a crystal clear view of what success is as a coach and as a follower of Christ. Jamie, we are praying for you, uh, praying for your son and rooting for you guys there at, at UGA this spring. Now, we appreciate you all joining us for episode two of the Walk Like a Champion podcast. We are going to release an episode every Sunday night for the next uh, six weeks. And we have more powerful stories and uh, you'll be able to get behind the scenes of these elite leaders who desire to emulate Jesus. Next week, we have Shelly Jadon coming on. She's the head coach at the University of Kentucky, and I'm sure you're going to love that one as well. And for me, it's a joy to host this podcast and be able to lead Athletes in Action's tennis ministry. We are aiming to bring the good news to the world of tennis. And so if this podcast has touched you in any way, or if our work aligns with what you are all about, we would love for you to join our community. We want to partner with you. Now you can follow us on Instagram at AIA Tennis, and you can send me your email so you can stay up to date on where we are going and who we are serving. Our team is gonna work very, very hard to put out high quality content and continue to bring on high level champions. So it would be a gift to us if you would rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. And please share this podcast just with one person who is on your heart right now. And remember our champion, Jesus gave everything. He died for us, he saved us so that we can experience new life in him. Know that your life matters, your walk matters, who you look up to, copy and emulate, it all matters. Now look to Jesus and take your next step in walking like a champion.